Hello, friends. I'm Pastor Pitts Evans. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. Let's get right to the Word of God. Numbers chapter 15. The Lord said to Moses, Speak to the Israelites and say to them, After you enter the land I am giving you as a home, and you present to the Lord food offerings from the herd or the flock as an aroma pleasing to the Lord, whether burnt offerings or sacrifices, for special vows or free will offerings or festive offerings, then the person who brings an offering shall present to the Lord a grain offering of a tenth of an ephah of the finest flour mixed with a quarter of a hen of olive oil. With each lamb for the burnt offering or the sacrifice, prepare a quarter of a hen of wine as a drink offering. With a ram, prepare a grain offering of two-tenths of an ephah of the finest flour mixed with a third of a hen of oil and a third of a hen of wine as a drink offering. Offer it as an aroma pleasing to the Lord. When you prepare a young bull as a burnt offering or sacrifice for a special vow or a fellowship offering to the Lord, bring with the bull a grain offering of three-tenths of an ephah of the finest flour mixed with a half of a hen of olive oil, and also bring half of a hen of wine as a drink offering. This will be a food offering, an aroma pleasing to the Lord. Each bull or ram, each lamb or young goat, is to be prepared in this manner. Do this for each one, for as many as you prepare. Everyone who is native-born must do these things in this way when they present a food offering as an aroma pleasing to the Lord. For the generations to come, whenever a foreigner or anyone else living among you presents a food offering as an aroma pleasing to the Lord, they must do exactly as you do. The community is to have the same rules for you and for the foreigner residing among you. This is a lasting ordinance for the generations to come. You and the foreigner shall be the same before the Lord. The same laws and regulations will apply to both of you and to the foreigner residing among you. The Lord said to Moses, Speak to the Israelites and say to them, When you enter the land to which I am taking you, and you eat the food of the land, present a portion as an offering to the Lord. Present a loaf from the first of your ground meal, and present it as an offering from the threshing floor. Throughout the generations to come, you are to give this offering to the Lord from the first of your ground meal. Now, if you, as a community, unintentionally failed to keep any of these commands the Lord gave Moses, any of the Lord's commands to you through him, from the day the Lord gave them and continuing through the generations to come, and if this is done unintentionally without the community being aware of it, then the whole community is to offer a young bull for a burnt offering as an aroma pleasing to the Lord, along with its prescribed grain offering and drink offering and a male goat for a sin offering. The priest is to make atonement for the whole Israelite community, and they will be forgiven. For it was not intentional, and they have presented to the Lord for their wrong a food offering and a sin offering. The whole Israelite community and the foreigners residing among them will be forgiven, because all the people were involved in the unintentional wrong. But if just one person sins unintentionally, that person must bring a year-old female goat for a sin offering. The priest is to make atonement before the Lord for the one who erred by sinning unintentionally. And when atonement has been made, that person will be forgiven. One and the same law applies to everyone who sins unintentionally, whether a native-born Israelite or a foreigner residing among you. 
But anyone who sins defiantly, whether native-born or foreigner, blasphemes the Lord and must be cut off from the people of Israel. Because they have despised the Lord's word and broken his commands, they must surely be cut off. Their guilt remains on them. While the Israelites were in the wilderness, a man was found gathering wood on the Sabbath day. Those who found him gathering wood brought him to Moses and Aaron and the whole assembly, and they kept him in custody because it was not clear what should be done to him. Then the Lord said to Moses, The man must die. The whole assembly must stone him outside the camp. So the assembly took him outside of the camp and stoned him to death as the Lord had commanded Moses. The Lord said to Moses, Speak to the Israelites and say to them, Throughout the generations to come, you are to make tassels on the corners of your garments, with a blue cord on each tassel. You will have these tassels to look at, and so you will remember all the commands of the Lord, that you may obey them and not prostitute yourselves by chasing after the lusts of your own hearts and eyes. Then you will remember to obey my commands and will be consecrated to your God. I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of Egypt to be your God. I am the Lord your God. And so this entire chapter has to do with uh, uh, the laws, the ceremonial laws, the offering laws, uh, the various components of the different types of offerings given to the Lord. And so the first 30 plus chapters have to do with that. In chapter 32 to 36, there's an incident of a, a man who broke the Sabbath And uh, sadly, he was called for him to be executed because of his offense against the Lord. But I want to focus on just the last few verses of this chapter. They're very interesting in terms of history, and they actually have some bearing on the New Testament in ways that you may not be aware of. And so let me read the verses, and then I'll explain how they have implications for the New Testament. In verse 37, the Lord said to Moses, Speak to the Israelites and say to them, Throughout the generations to come, you are to make tassels on the corners of your garments with a blue cord on each tassel. You will have these tassels to look at, and so you will remember all the commands of the Lord. And so let's just stop right there. And so the Lord commanded that a special tassel was to be made on all of their garments. Now, this tassel was to have a blue cord. Blue signified in the tabernacle of Moses eternity and the realm of heaven. And so blue in the tassels signifies the realm of heaven, or the, the regulations, the rules, the um, protocols of heaven. And so each tassel came to signify a different rule, a different regulation, a different commandment within the Torah, the first five books of the Bible, the books of Moses. The rabbis computed that there were 613 do's and don'ts. And so a special garment was created with 613 knots, Uh, with blue cords in each of the knots. Each of the knots was arranged in strands or tassels. And so the garment itself became the prayer garment. Now, it's believed by most New Testament scholars that Jesus was an observant Jew. And as an observant Jew, he would have had one of these garments uh, with the tassels and uh, representing the commands of God. The Lord says, you'll do these Uh, tassels on your garment, you'll look at them and you'll remember all the commands of the Lord. That's why the rabbis said there had to be 613 knots, uh, one for each of the do's and each of the don'ts. So in Matthew chapter 9, there's a woman who had an issue of blood for 12 years. And she approached Jesus from behind and touched 
uh, the edge of his garment. It's Matthew chapter 9, verse 20. Now, the complete Jewish Bible says that she touched the tzitzit. That's T-Z-I-T-Z-I-T. Tzitzit on his robe. These tzitzit, that's Hebrew for tassel. And so these tassels that are mentioned in uh, the chapter we just read from the book of Numbers, chapter 15, became these tzitzit or tzitzit on observant Jewish men's garments. This occurs again in Mark chapter 5, uh, verse 27. When the woman heard about Jesus' healing power, she pushed through the crowd and came up from behind him and touched his prayer shawl. And so this uh, prayer shawl would have been this, this same garment that a religious Jewish man wore. And this became a method for healing. In Mark chapter 6, verse 56, we read, Wherever Jesus went in the countryside, villages or towns, they placed the sick on mats in the streets or in public places and begged him, saying, Just let us touch the tassel of your prayer shawl. And all who touched him were instantly healed. Friends, this prayer shawl and these tassels represented part of Jesus's prayer life. And so to the religious Jews that were looking to Jesus for their healing, they connected the God of Israel to this prayer garment and the fact that Jesus was an observant Jewish man uh, that connected to these tassels in this garment. And so the woman with the issue of blood in all probability grabbed one of these one of these tassels, one of these tzitzit, and um, signifying taking hold of his prayer life, taking hold of his faith and his relationship with God. And so, friends, we don't have these as Christians. We don't have these types of, of garments. We don't have special tassels on our garments. We don't have special prayer garments that we wear under our clothes. But we need to be mindful of the word of the Lord. The New Testament is our covenant with God. And Jesus said in the New Testament, if you love me, you keep my commands or my sayings. And so we need to be mindful of all the words of Jesus Christ. We need to be mindful of those things that are affirmed in the New Testament as being significant to our Lord and Savior, and indeed our Father, Yahweh, the God of Israel. We need to walk circumspectly and to study the Bible, to know how to walk with the God of Israel and to know how to live with the Lord forever in peace and harmony and according to his will. And so, Lord, make us mindful of those things you're concerned about from your word. Give us hearts to study your word. Lord, I pray a special blessing over all the people who listen to learn to know your word, to study your word. Lord, they're listening to the voice of a mere man, but the words are the voice of God. And Lord, may your words in my mouth be like your words in your mouth and not return to you void, having not fulfilled your purposes. I know, Lord, that your word going out has the power to break the bonds over anyone's life who is looking for a touch from you, just like the woman with the issue of blood. Lord, may there be healing, may there be deliverance, may there be salvation flowing from your word day after day. We thank you now, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.